hang on, let me take a sip of my beverage. <sighs> Delicious. Oh, that decaf's awful. Do you know where we are? Um, I know where I am. We are in the dip. Tell me about the dip. That sounds delicious, <laughs> but also dangerous. Um, not the dip. It's spinach uh, and artichoke. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like one of those memes where it's the, the Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. <laughs> what do you think of the dip? <laughs> and then Bernie Sanders is... <laughs> It's the toughest time you have to push through, and I completely understand people having a hard time with it. And then Hillary Clinton is. <laughs> it's delicious, especially with artichoke. <laughs> I am Hillary Clinton. <laughs> and I know about that meme, thanks to Reply All. Yeah. We should actually talk about that. Uh, oh, let me add my that goodness, that's the Zardulu episode. It okay, is yeah, the that's going episode. in. Okay. Oh, that's the live real time update for you. We're adding a new show to the PSGs. You were going to make a point about the dip before I derailed us with nonsense. Right, so it is a concept from Seth Godin. So essentially the dip is like that low point, essentially the trough of any progress where it's sort of the make it or break it point of a lot of different stuff. Mainly, I think what he's referring to are startups. Yeah, You have this like this like great beginning phase which is like you can see instant improvement you see instant growth and then it gets to a point where uh you know things slow down and then it it encounters this dip uh which is like it it could be a small dip but it's also like the most difficult part to for for a lot of people to get out of if you don't know the trajectory of the dip you can totally foresee it being a downward trend right like if you're not aware that it is a dip Mm. yeah I might be in the dip. Well, we're in the dip. Oh. Or we could be in the dip. Oh my dip. God, have I just dragged you into the dip? <laughs> <laughs> mm, delicious. Okay. Last week, we took to Twitter to finally decide which is, I'm not going to say better, which is preferred. Mm-hmm. Love Actually or Four Weddings, especially after Sam made the bold claim that British people would prefer Four Weddings and Americans would prefer love actually i said on the poll i got absolutely no notifications of anything did you have i just turned off my have i just set my notifications to like zero which is why i got no right feedback so if you have notifications it'll actually tell you when the poll is over how many people have voted that's interesting i've never used anything to do with twitter polls before and yet i don't think i have turned off notifications for that but i still had i was still expecting like oh because i mean i have notifications turned on for like at mentions or right stuff that I have done. Uh, I would you know also I mean. imagine that they could send an email, right? Since they're already <laughs> send so many emails. <laughs> right. Oh, Jesus, so many goddamn emails. Every reply, every follow, they send an email. Which I have disabled, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't send an email for polls, which is interesting. And of course, in TweetDeck, they don't work because yep. they don't know what that is. And I realized that I also deleted twitter from my phone so um let me just reinstall that right now (laughs) i can actually pull it up i posted hey non-brits which is a better movie love actually four weddings and a funeral what i also don't like is this is also a popularity contest now between us (laughs) but that's okay (laughs) so i 
actually have a result of 12 votes. Oh, damn. Okay. You have posted important research, British people. Which movie do you prefer? Love Actually or Weddings? And you have seven votes. Oh, damn. You're more popular than I. Mm-hmm. Jeez. I thought I'd phrased it in such a friendly way. Perhaps I had not taken into account the time difference and posted it at 3 a.m. British time. Anyway. You also, I think, had one less day of polling. Oh, oh we did not agree on a, on a time scale. And I also did like a rebump. Mm, you are a social media pro. That's what it takes to be a pro. Basic awareness of how Twitter works, right? Should I say your results first or should I say my results first? Um, say my results first. Okay. So your results, we have a vote, seven votes. So I think it's pretty obvious. One is a winner. Yeah, right. That's good. So four votes went to Love Actually. Three votes went to Four oh, Weddings. Oh, damn it. I should have voted on my own poll. Hey, Love Actually. You know, I have a confession. <gasps> you voted on my poll. I did. <laughs> so I think I was looking at it with the Is This a Show account. <gasps> Amazing. And it wouldn't show the poll unless I voted. Ah, oh, gotcha. That's and stupid, so I it? actually oh. clicked on Love Actually. So it's actually three to three. It's a tie. Okay, I'm feeling better about that now then. So my vote has 12 votes. Votes, and I did not vote in your poll. You did not vote in my poll. It is 50-50. Mm. <laughs> Love Actually and Four Weddings are both at 50% oh, each. Wow. While that's entirely unsatisfying, it's yeah. also kind of the best. It is. In terms of outcome there. It means that we can still be friends. <laughs> it does. Great. We are both correct and wrong. But it still doesn't mean I'm watching Love Actually. Um, so what can we draw? What conclusions can we draw? They're both equally popular, which is just staggering to me. That is staggering. British movies are generally bad. <laughs> 28 Days Later, I thought was quite good. 28 Days Later is good. Uh, Snatch is good. Lock Stock. Lock Stock. Um, Struggling now a little bit. <laughs> so Danny Boyle movies, yes. Yeah. Um, the person you just said who married Madonna. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie, thank you. Mm. Tumbleweeds. Tony Scott and Ridley Scott are British, mm. as is Christopher Nolan. Right. Yeah, you can't really claim their movies are British movies, I don't think. Yeah, don't watch British movies. I think that's what we're saying. I think we should do a Firewatch update. Firewatch update. Still not played it. I think I just have to accept the fact that I'm <laughs> never going to play it again. <laughs> I think let's just be honest here. Yeah, we have the possibility later with another discussion which could open up a possibility for you. And then also, I have realized that this weekend, I may have some spare time mm -hmm. alone as well, which I think may be more conducive to me trying to play a game. Yep. But no, I just have not had that urge. Yep. Still, yeah, we've talked about this before. As is the trigger to go play a game, I don't understand. Yeah. Kind of interesting, they did talk about this on this week's Hello Internet, that Brady has the same problem. Regarding video yeah. games. Yeah, like he used to play them a hell of a lot when he was younger, like yep. totally into them. But now he's like, I don't know when I would or why I would play a game. And ABC Grey doesn't mm. have that problem. Mm. So you're ABC Grey, I'm Brady. So ABC Grey still plays video games? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Totally into it. He's just recognized that his afternoons are not productive. So he just does all his work in the morning and then the afternoons he just plays games. FKW Grey. Yes. <laughs> he just plays games. I mean, that's... During a, the afternoons. That's probably a massive overstatement. Oh, he's finding it that he's spending too much time in the afternoons playing video games, so he can't be productive? No, no, no. He's just His productive time is the morning. So he's writing mm -hmm. new scripts, stuff for videos. Mm -hmm. 
afternoon is for editing a podcast. Yep. So, if, like, if there's a show or a video he's working on or animating, he works in the afternoons on that, like, the kind of brain dead, you don't really need to be creative kind right. of work. And if he doesn't have a podcast to edit or anything like that, then he would often often play a game as well. Oh, I so see. So, his favorite is uh, American Truck Simulator. <laughs> Which he says is his, like his favorite podcast game because you can go listen to podcasts and then drive a massive truck across America. Right, because it's essentially just like driving a car. So <laughs> right, <laughs> it does sound kind of amazing. I do. Co- I sort of want to play it. It's. I don't know why so many people like it. I guess like I haven't actually tried it. There is this hugely popular game in Japan called Densha Densha de Go, which means like subway train go. Oh my gosh! Right, and you're, uh, you're I want to be a subway train driver. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. And it got so serious; like people were so into it that they actually replicated the subway car controls, uh, in like physical form, and they were selling them for oh, this game. Oh shit! Right, instead of like the steering wheel for yeah, for a, like, racing it was game. like that lever that you push <laughs> forward and like the right. brake that you have to twist uh, the or dead, something the like dead that. Dead man stop they call it <laughs> exactly yeah. so like if their body fell off the the train would automatically stop oh, wow. um and they That's actually had it, it was, that in london you can't get people to drive the tube for 24 right? hours a day <laughs> people are doing it for fun they should outsource they should this just crowdsource that kind of like ender's game it should be ender's game totally but spoiler um, alert for ender's game he's not really play- driving a subway we even have the ability to um get like an average set of controls for a uh, hundred people doing the controls at the same time, so it best evens out and makes the safest ride possible. I'm wondering, should we set ourselves the task? We should both try and play American Truck Simulator. Uh, I'd be down to try it. Perhaps. Okay, tell you what. Let's let's review and reassess this this rather bold idea I've just had. Right. The series all started with this thing called the Euro Truck Simulator, which was just this huge thing. That sounds awful. <laughs> You're essentially driving a big truck through the Autobahn delivering stuff, but now it's you're in America. How is it different? That's I mean, so much better thing. in America. <laughs> so much better. Well, tell you what, let's uh, let's revisit this next week because we do have book club next week. So we do. Perhaps we can, if we do decide to do it, we can do it then the following week. Right. That sounds good. Let's Fun let's simmer on it. Yeah. Okay. A little, a little simmer. We'll let it turn over. Do you get it? Mm. Okay. Fine. Good. Just as long mm. as you get it and you realize I'm hilarious. That's fine. Yeah. How are you doing on Lava Croft? I actually made some progress. Okay, good. I am now on the fourth book. Because they also released a new notebook, right. didn't they? The, mm-hmm. the Is that the fifth one? Is the new one? Or? The new one is the fifth one, yes. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Wow, well, good job. How many times did you have to look up on the internet a walkthrough? Never. Oh, really? Yes. Ah, impressive. I had to a couple of times, I will admit. But I, yes, I've completed it. I'm now on to the bonus fifth book. The Cave of Fire. The Cave of Fire, which is considerably more difficult than oh, any wow. of the previous notebooks. The most difficult notebook yet. Do you have the regenerating lizards and spiders and snakes? No. Oh, oh well, that's a delightful I think, surprise. Yeah, you're definitely... I think you finished the fifth book, even, and now you're on the sixth book. book Jesus, is, okay. Yeah, I have some catching up to do. I think this is definitely a wintertime game as well, because my phone gets so hot when I play it. It's kind of like a little <laughs> hot pocket for me. <laughs> Keeps my hands warm. Not sure if I want to be playing it in the summer, though. It is. Well, but what do you think about the game? Like, how are you liking it so far? I'm liking it. Okay, great. Yes, probably my favorite this- game I've played for a while. 
The story doesn't matter to you. I don't even think there is a story. No. And I mean, like the collecting the visas and the jewels. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. understand why, why I'm doing that. You need to fund your adventure somehow. Was the four ninety nine that I spent not enough? <laughs> no, good game. Definitely one of my favorites for for quite some time. Yeah, only thing is like there's a there's definitely like a finite end to it, right? Which I think is going to happen very soon for you. Although I am completely stuck on one level, so mm. yeah, don't spend four dollars or five dollars looking it up because every single level has a walkthrough on YouTube. Don't <laughs> don't spend five bucks on the clue pack. I haven't needed to use it so far, so hopefully. Well, I'll I mean, I'm quite impressed it. by that because I was definitely stuck for like a few days on some of the levels. So, well done, sir. I take my hat off to you if I was wearing a hat. A twelby, if you will. <laughs> Great. Uh, okay, good. I think that's it. Anything Anything else you want to add, you know, on the fly? Knitting update. Oh, knitting update. Yeah, right. I'm basically making a giant blanket that's taking forever because so, I don't know how to make... I didn't really think about the size of it and now it's turned into like a eight-foot blanket. <laughs> so is this the the test run blanket or is this the actual blanket? Well, it started off as a test run. I was now like, huh, I'll just carry on going. Okay. And now it's turned into a probably the blanket. And it's saying, because the thing is, it's like eight feet long. So, like, mm-hmm. just doing one row is eight feet long. And it just takes forever. <laughs> I would imagine that it'd also get, like, really heavy. It is pretty heavy. Yeah. It's kind of like right now, it's at a stage where I can, I can lie under the blanket while mm-hmm. making the blanket. It's quite fun. Right. But it's also getting warm now. So, it's, exactly. I feel like, oh, this is ridiculous. It's not a, it's not a, springtime, a springtime activity. Or so. a summertime. Or summertime, or maybe even fall. So I need to now wait another six months. <laughs> Although the rate I'm going, it probably will be done in about six months. But still pretty fun. But I think I've talked about this before, but like if I'm watching a show, I am mm-hmm. now 100% focused. Because both my hands are full. Right. So I can't just like, oh, maybe I'll see it on Twitter, or oh, maybe I'll just go look up oh, that's where, great. what this actor was in or something. Like, it does give me focus. Yep. And keeps me warm. And you're still progressing on uh, The Walking Dead? You know what, I've... St- Stalled a little bit mm. because now I'm watching Better Call Saul because <laughs> that's more fun in my in my mind. Like Walking Dead is obviously great, but mm-hmm. Better Call Saul is so good. <laughs> and you're also watching uh, Daredevil, which we'll talk about later. Yes, and Hannibal. I'm just multitasking all over the place right now. So this week we had quite a delightful surprise. Yeah, a couple. Of, I, th- I think like about a month ago, maybe maybe a couple of weeks ago. Friend of the show. I think now promoted to best friend of the show. Best friend of the show, uh, Bazoo on Twitter, uh, asked me for uh, a mailing address. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, you know, you don't really have to. It's fine. You don't have to do anything. You know, we're really glad that you like the show. And he's like, no, just want to send you guys something. Uh, it was really great listening to you guys. And so I provided a mailing address. And we got our first fan mail. We did. And not only was it mail, it was a parcel. It was a parcel, right. A fan parcel. That was amazing. And like, I, I realized like, if that doesn't pull me out of the dip, then I don't know what will. Right. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's, uh, it was a care package. <gasps> it was a care package. Yes. It was very lovely. Um, yeah, I think we actually recorded the experience as well. We did. Sam, we managed to find time in our busy schedules. I mean, I was doing nothing, but Sam was quite busy. So we managed to find time in Sam's schedule to um, to sit down together 
And Sam also just happened to have a rather good little recording, a portable recorder with him. Why do you have that? That's really awesome. We used to do a lot of tests with uh, voiceovers. Right, it's because you work on the uh, monetization right things on spotify so or the the ad platform and so we had to check out different messages and um we wanted to create prototypes really quickly and that's why i got that thing and it was super helpful Uh, did you get to expense it as well then uh no because i actually wanted that (laughs) i've been wanting it for a while so yeah uh join us as sam and i go and open this package and we find out what's inside i wish we had like one of those film strip sound effects like a fanfare Welcome to the <laughs> wonderful world of audio. Like the uh, 20th Century Fox fanfare? Yeah, something like that. You know, like whenever film strips start, you have like that opening thing. It's like, at the sound of the beep, please progress to the next slide. Have you, have you seen the, have you watched the 21st Century Fox fanfare played on a penny whistle? No. That's my favorite thing on the internet. Wait, you obviously have not seen the Jurassic Park uh, Melodica. (laughs) I have not seen that, no. Here, let me find that for you. It says, Jurassic Park theme song, Melodica cover. And I think the description is something like, I've been practicing the Melodica for a while. Um, Here it is. <laughs> you have to watch it on the video because it's it's pretty great. Um <laughs> Oh god, why are uh, instruments played badly? So hilarious. I don't understand. <laughs> Just got a melodica. Here's my rendition of the Jurassic Park theme song. <laughs> what do you think? That's 9 million views. <laughs> oh god, the internet. You're amazing. Oh. Um, but speaking of amazing, listen along as we open our um, care package from the UK. Bloop. I'm so excited. This and is... I'm proud as well. We've yeah. actually done something that someone likes enough to spend $20 on postage. I yeah. mean, 20 pounds on postage, 20, which, is like, which is like $30. $30, yeah. Oh, such uh, a crazy exchange rate. But crazy. Uh, so this is from Bazoo, who yes. is our Twitter friend. He's now definitely a friend of the show. Friend, def- Official friend of the show. We should have official friend of the show stickers. Yeah, totally. So this is like a sh- about a shoebox size parcel. Yeah, yep. with lots of tape. Yeah, oh, we've got, oh, we got a picture of me posing with it. Yep. Now I'm going to picture of you posing with it. Of me opening it? Yeah, that's okay. right. So In a very unsafe manner with those scissors. <laughs> yes. Nice. So have you ever seen those ASMR videos on YouTube? I know you mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. It might have been cut out of our episode. And I do. <laughs> um... So these 
what is a what is it stand for? So ASMR, I don't know what it sounds for, uh, what it stands for, mm -hmm. but it's the effect you get when a sound appears to be 3D, almost like you're actually there. Okay. Um, but the effect that it creates is actually um, it makes this, the the hairs on the back of your neck tickle uh -huh. by right. the realism of the the sound. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there are channels on YouTube that are just. Um, specifically do like recordings of random things that produce this effect. Mm. So perhaps someone opening a parcel with a pair of scissors. Right. Might that be would, one of those. That would so let's 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 try and make this. Okay, let's listen. Oh baby. <laughs> so exciting. And I'm really trying not to look at a custom sticker so that I don't know what's in it. Yeah, I wonder how many like surprise gifts have been ruined because of. Oh, look at this! Oh my gosh, we got a little card. card! Oh my god! Would you mind reading it? Sam and Ed, is this the show? A random act of kindness. That's a new acronym we should use. R A R A R A K R A K R A O K Rauk Rauk. Um, I'm opening this letter. All right. Okay, listen to this. <laughs> wow, that's really clumsy. <laughs> I love it! We have here a Star Wars themed card. It says, today's your Wookiee day. <laughs> Which is a pun I can get behind. It's quite a, quite a note. Wow! My god. Maybe we should cut. I might, I might cut out the, this. I don't know, it feels a little personal. Mm. I don't want to share this with everyone. Maybe for our, our eyes only. For British eyes only. Well, why don't we... <laughs> And Korean American eyes, <laughs> <laughs> or just Korean? Yeah. Do you? Oh no, okay, let's. That's a topic for another day. Okay. <laughs> Getting on topic. Okay. To Sam and Ed, is this the show? In brackets, please find enclosed a box of happiness from the UK. We really love the show and thought. And thought. And thought code. You could? Mm, okay, let's have a look at this. Code. Code. Like code many? Code naming? Code names? Code, code names. names. Oh! Uh oh. What? No way. Okay, let me, let me re record this. And we think that code names would be a good game for Ed to try. I've also sent coffee and tea and a selection of treats to keep you going. What? Also included is gum for Ed. Ah, that's amazing. Because I have actually just run out of British gum. Ah, uh, as he's not got too much of a sweet tooth. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, keep up the good guys. From Chris at Bazoo and Mark at uh, Grim Tree Games. Oh, and if you can, uh, think of some other cool people who have a smile. Then. Random acts of kindness, the shit out of them. Because <laughs> it's been fun thinking of stuff to send you guys. Aww. Aww. P.S. Ed, I was going to send you some new knitting needles, but I didn't know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I'll, we should do a knitting update on the show. Right. I will put that in the show notes. This is amazing. This is this amazing. This is so great. Is, I'm quite overwhelmed by now. I'm, yeah, I'm like... <gasps> wow. Oh my god. Oh my god, I'm so excited. 
Sam, do you know what jammy dodgers are? I think I do. <laughs> <gasps> oh, uh, this is amazing. So let's see. Nothing in here. Some coffee. Machu Picchu. Peruvian coffee. Um, some tea. <gasps> tea wow. pigs. Oh, amazing. Oh, that's so good. It smells really good. Good morning glory. Um, let's see, what is this? Ed, this is, this is totally your brand of gum. Oh my god, they nailed it. They <laughs> totally nailed it. Blue Wrigley's Extra is my favorite. Followed by Green Wrigley's Extra. And oh my god, they've got a new, this is new. I've, in the three years since I've been, since I left the UK, I'm, they have not. Yeah, they did not have strawberry flavor in my day. <gasps> the juicy fruit. Oh my god. Double mint. Double mint, and then something for Easter. Um, <laughs> oh, a little milky bar rabbit. Chocolate Holy rabbits. Shit. Oh my god. Jaffa cakes. <gasps> I do love. Jaffa I've cake. I've heard of Jaffa cakes. Have you had a Jaffa cake? I don't think I've had one recently. There is a very interesting uh, court case in the UK a couple of years back that was. They had to decide whether Jaffa cake was a cookie or a cake. <laughs> because, for tax reasons, cookies don't have VAT, which is like <coughs> the sales tax mm -hmm. in the UK. So cookies don't have tax, but cakes do. So these were classed as cakes. And mm. they, so they, had, they were charged, had to charge extra for them. And then there was a court case to decide whether a Jaffa cake is in fact a cookie or a cake. <laughs> and I believe that they ruled that it was actually a cookie or a biscuit, as we would say. So, did, were they like retro paid back? Well, that's a really good. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good good question. I'm not sure. Someone is living off of the Jaffa cake slash fund. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And, and oh, the PS de Resistance. Wow, this is amazing. Holy shit! Uh, what do you have in your hand, Sam? This is the board game by Vlada Chavato who is a very famous okay. uh, board game designer who is very known, who's good uh, for creating like really great social games. Oh, Codenames wow. is, uh, is also a social deduction game. It's also a party game. Amazing. Um, a bit like Secret Hitler. Kind of. It's, it's kind of in that same vein, I right. believe. Um, I don't think I've actually played a game of Codenames. I've just heard a lot of it because oh Vlada Chivato is actually... Uh, no, I don't. <gasps> Amazing. So Vlada Chivato is actually one of my favorite designers as well. Wow. Um, but, wow, I am like... So speechless. touched. Yeah, I'm speechless. This Which is, is amazing. Bad for a segment of a podcast. <laughs> this is also the first time that we're actually recording in the same room. Oh my god, it is. Yeah. Wow. I think the second time will be when we play code game code names together. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. So let's let's try and Cheers. shoot to play that like next week. Yeah, totally. Mm. But wow, thank you so much guys. This is from um, Yeah, uh, thanks for Chris, Chris, Chris and, and Mark. And Mark. Oh my god, wow. this is amazing. You don't know how happy I am about the chewing gum. <laughs> because I did eat some onions for lunch, and I was thinking, oh, I really need some chewing gum, because this onion breath is awful. So Sam, you'll be pleased to know that I'm sitting across from you now. I'm gonna have some gum. Oh, oh my god, it's so good. Sam, have you had British gum before? Yes. Are you gonna try it again? I, I've probably made you eat it several times. I will. Have Although I don't want to waste the blue on you. Can I give you a... Forget it, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my god. Uh, perhaps I should have tried the strawberry flavor. Mm. Sam, you can try the strawberry flavor because you I'll have a strawberry too. Yeah. 
So also what we should do then is uh, we should have for our next tea break, we'll make some tea with our tea pigs, mm-hmm. and we'll eat Jaffa cakes and jammy dodgers. Oh my mm. god, this is so good. Oh, it's so fresh as well. This is like legit straight fresh. from the new shop. Straight from the straight from the corner shop. Yep. Because oh. the stuff I've been eating, I've had for like six months, mm. and it's just like lost its tang. Whereas this, oh man. That's super interesting. Oh, so good. I like it a lot. The the strawberry flavor. Mm, okay. It's sort of like a chewy Mentos that keeps on chewing. Mmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mmm. Wow. Well, thanks again so much. Um, this is amazing. I yeah, I'm speechless. I am really speechless. Mm. And that is the sound of us being speechless. Yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about some things we've watched, listened, or heard this week. Beginning with you, Sam. You've done nothing. Okay. I've done nothing. Nah, fine. That's right. I've done lots by not reading the book that I set for our book mm. club. Sam, did you hear that Day of the Tentacle is getting a... Was it a re-release? It's already out, my friend. Oh, my God. Once again, ahead of me with the uh, with the news. So it's not it's not like an official re-release. What is it? It's like a no. It is a official re-release from the company that made it. I thought Lucas Arts made it. No, it's um, oh okay. It was Lucas Arts, but it was like actually made by um, Tim Schafer, who is a writer oh, and okay. sort of game designer. Tim Schafer and another partner. Um, so they made the game, and ever since LucasArts and those adventure games have sort of went down or went by the wayside, uh, they've actually started a company called Double Fine. Okay. And Double Fine has been uh, doing some really great things lately, um, especially with the help of Kickstarter. Uh, and either um, they've been really rejuvenating the the, the adventure games. Um, so they had like the, one of their first Kickstarters was this game called Broken Age, which did really well, mm. and they actually delivered on it, and it was actually a really good game. Uh, and now they've actually done some re-releases. Uh, first, they started with Grim Fandango. I don't know if you remember that game. Oh, vaguely. vaguely. So they they did a re-release of that game, a remastered version, and now they have a even bo- even better uh, remaster of They Have the Tentacle with all new like all the art has been redone i think the voiceovers have either been remastered or redone as well i'm not 100 sure mm, okay i think they've even added like more content to it and they've so. also sort of i was reading this is one thing i know is that they've also redesigned the interface for it because mm-hmm. they were known as if you weren't alive or playing computer games in the mid 90s they were known as point and click so it's all very driven from a mouse like you would click on a button would be like speak to and then click on uh, another character and then they would speak to them or you Mm -hmm. would do like use and then click on something that you had in your inventory that you'd picked up before it was like very clumsy like the actual interface for playing the game and it often gave rise to the try everything with everything Mm -hmm. method when you were just Mm -hmm. stuck on a certain screen (laughs) and you'd had to actually go through like some crazy combinations in order to solve the puzzles yeah um so i'm excited to try it out like i think it's been a really long time since i've actually played day of the tentacle yeah there's some still some things that really stand Mm -hmm. out to me and this is because i knew nothing about u.s history as a young teenager (laughs) in the uk like you don't learn any of this stuff so the fact that 
George Washington has wooden teeth, like that whole thing, I had right. no idea about. And the whole cherry tree thing, like I still yep. remember, it was a kumquat tree that you had to paint the kumquats red, <laughs> yeah. so that George Washington thinks it's a cherry tree. Yep. Like, I cannot remember how we did that, because we had no idea about... We probably didn't even know who George Washington was, let alone right. the fact that he chopped down a cherry tree. <laughs> That's so, really funny. We must have done that with the try everything with everything method. <laughs> totally. And yeah, where would you even look up like cheat notes or walkthroughs? Right, they probably didn't exist. Back in the day, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And what else? You had a, you needed to get vinegar. So you had, because it's told across like three time zones, mm-hmm. three different characters. And then you leave a bottle of wine in the past and then in right. the future it becomes vinegar and that was a that was definitely one of the puzzles i remember but yeah oh man i'd love to play it again yeah so it's actually available on multiple platforms including mac including mac Woo-hoo. you are in luck my friend mm. let me double check what a great gaming platform os 10 is turning out to be um yeah as long as you don't want oculus rift you'd be pretty screwed it wouldn't be strong enough for oculus rift yeah Unfortunately, although I'm pretty sure oh, like they do support it. I was also making oh, well, I was making a topical joke that the C the one well, the the founder of Oculus Rift was saying they'll come it'll come to Mac when they stop making bad when Apple stop making bad computers. <laughs> uh, there was some minor tech tech ooh. drums this week about that. Um, so it is available on all platforms. Are you, would you be willing to try this? I think I would. Yes, I would. It is a it is a more easily it it's a it's a more approachable game. Yes. of the non... It's like turn-based in a way, almost, isn't it? It's not quite turn-based, but Yeah, it's... and because you're using a mouse, it is like point-and-click-ish. Mm. Yeah. I think you might have an easier time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. But it, it'd also be really amazing to see how much of it you sort of remember by hindsight, or like how much yeah. of the, the quality of the artwork that you remember by hindsight, because a lot of times, like... Um, whenever they do like a redo of pixel art into something newer, yeah, I feel like it's never as good as the pixel art was. But at the same time, you do want an improvement. It's like the strange um, yeah. greediness yeah. that you have. Um, right, you kind of you, re- you remember it a certain way. Yeah, and you somehow feel that the pixel art was more representative of that artwork. But at the same time, like I wouldn't like a lot of people wouldn't play the pixel art version. Because they feel like it's too retro. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a problem with that because I, I, I think pixel art's like really beautiful. Your uh, your whole um, online identity is based around it. Yeah, it's all based on icons and pixels. What I used to make. Um, but yeah, I, I'm actually I got it for my Vita. Is that a delicious breakfast biscuit? <laughs> Maybe in England. Okay. <laughs> so that I'm going to tell you what your Vita is, and that is. The Sony portable system for yes. gamers. It's actually one of my favorite pieces of gaming hardware. It's super nice, but it doesn't get any love because not a lot of people actually have adopted it. Would you play that on the bus slash subway? I do. It is a little bit bigger though, so I wouldn't play it on the subway. Oh, okay. But I do play it on the bus, like when I'm sat on the bus. So the size of, of the gaming mm-hmm. device has to match your surroundings? Um. <clears throat> well, the thing is, my subway rides aren't that long. Oh, so it's more the gaming device size has to match the... has to be a suitable length. Or the journey has to be a suitable length yes. to require you getting this thing out. And Right. Yeah. I yeah. feel the same way with my 6 Plus. That's true. <laughs> 
Well, you, so you have it. Have you played it? Have you started playing it? Not yet. I'm still in the process of finishing some other games. Mm-hmm. So okay. I did buy it, but I haven't played it yet. I think it's really cute. I'm like, Sam, check out this amazing game news. And you're like, yes, I heard about this three <laughs> weeks ago and I've already bought it. <laughs> I mean, I plan on buying it. Wow, this is so exciting. Thank you for telling me, Edwin. <laughs> what else did I excitedly text you about? Um, what was that farming game that's gone crazy recently? Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley, yes. Yeah. The music is amazing for that, though. Is it? Oh, I haven't actually listened to the music. At least just in the, I think, like, the, the teaser video mm. or, like, the release, the video that he released. Right. But, man, the music is incredible. Yeah, okay. indie games have been, like, really great with music lately. There are, um, I actually do follow a lot of people that not only make indie games, but also make indie game music. Because Firewatch comes to mind as well. That was a great soundtrack. Yeah, I've, great soundtrack. I've, I've <laughs> probably listened to the soundtrack more than I've actually played the game. <laughs> But they're, yeah, I mean, they're making a pretty big splash in terms of, like, music as well. I've been listening to some things as well. Have you listened to any shows, uh, podcasts this week? I did listen to the episode of Reply All that you recommended to me. The Zardulu episode. Zardulu episode. Oh, my God. It's that, so interesting. It's, oh, my God. I was a little bit speechless. And, and the way I listened to it was... It was like a weeknight, and I don't know, I was just feeling a little, like, claustrophobic. I was back home. Mm-hmm. Eh, claustrophobic isn't the right word, but, like, cabin fevery, or just, like, a little cooped up and restless. It was, like, slightly raining outside, and so I went for a walk in the rain and listened to to a podcast, and I was scrolling through. I was like, oh, what should I listen to? Like, I didn't really want a conversational show. Yeah. I kind of wanted perhaps a bit more, like, a narrative. Just happened. I was like, oh, reply all. That seems... You know, I'll listen to that. And I listened to this and I just walked around in the rain for like the whole 30 (laughs) minutes or 40 minutes listening to it. This is incredible. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. Um, The thing that I think, well, besides the subject of the show that's really interesting is how, um, who was doing the reporting? Was it Alex or was it PJ? I can't distinguish who's who just yet. Like, I I know the voices, but I can't yeah. put the names to the voices just yet. I think the guy with the crazier laugh is PJ. <laughs> so right. that to me tells me it was Alex that was doing the reporting yes. on this one. Yes, I think that's that seems right. Like, Alex is a bit more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not normal sounding, but yeah. he's more like a typical radio voice, whereas I think PJ has more... Right, colloquial, more the Brooklyn type guy. Yeah, or distinctive voice. Right. I guess. Yep. Just want to double check. I must know. It just says the description is the rats are not what they seem. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> but if you go to their SoundCloud or if you go to gimletmedia.com/slash reply all, you often get better set, better show notes than what you do just in the uh, in the podcast show notes. I think you, you, you I think they did put a picture of Zardulu. Which is horrifying. <laughs> Which is horrifying. With a coat of human hair. <laughs> yeah. Such a great episode. Like, it starts on such a slow burn. Like, right. I was pretty close to turning it off. Yeah. Like, I was just like, oh, there's now to work actor living in New York City. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, mm, I was like, uh, okay, whatever. But it was raining, so I didn't want to get, like, my phone out in the rain. So yep. I just, like, let it, let it play. And, oh, my God, it just turns into this whole, whole crazy thing. Do we want to do like a brief synopsis of this? I mean, is it worth doing like a brief synopsis or do we just let our listeners listen to the show? I think you have to go listen to it. There's no way we can do it justice. Like it's such a perfect piece of storytelling. Like it's just the 
probably like the favorite 30 minutes of audio I've listened to this year. And then the yes, yes, no is pretty awesome as well afterwards. (laughs) So the thing that really intrigues me is how in-depth sort of Alex went on this. Right. Right. Like he actually became a part of the story, I feel, by doing so much research on it. Right. And you can tell by the end of it, like, um, like there is a correspondence somewhat between Alex and Zardulu. With without I don't think that really spoils anything. No. Right. No. Um, but yeah, the fact that I think they're both like sort of aware of each other is really, really interesting. Right. So mm. what's really interesting to me is like the ability that people have to make themselves a part of a story that's ongoing. And for me, like that has always been a very abstract or distant concept. I think mainly because, um, you know, me growing up in the Philippines, like I, whenever I had like this, this, um, I would be, I I grew up with like American pop culture. Like I grew up watching like American cartoons and like, Mm -hmm. you know, Japanese cartoons and all that stuff. But it was never like available to me in real life. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I think if you grow up in America and you like a show, you can write into that show, at least when I was growing up, like you can write in with like a letter mm-hmm. yeah, and they'd like respond to you, right? In a way that makes it totally available that, hey, this is something that you can actually contribute to directly and have a connection to directly. You know, me growing up in the Philippines like that, I feel like even if I did write in, I'd always feel like it'd never get there. Or, like, there is no way that they're going to respond back. Being so geographically removed from... And so, you know. um, the, I guess, like, the the want of you being able to connect or even, like, follow through of a story that you could potentially um, alter in some way, I felt like that concept was never available. Mm-hmm. So, I never indulged. But now you can. But now I can. But I think the pattern has already been set that I don't bother. But with someone like Alex, like the way that he was so engrossed in this story and the way that he sort of involved himself, um, I think just shows like that difference of mindset, right? And so to me, I want to take more opportunities for me to find ways that I can uh, either contribute to the ongoing stories Mm. that currently are available to me now. Maybe even on this show. Maybe even on this show. You could have a Sam reports section. <laughs> no, but just like like the stuff that I read every day or like the stuff that I seem to follow, I think previously I would think, oh yeah, you know, like I'd say something, but it wouldn't directly affect the outcome of it. Whereas now there's Twitter where people can ignore you. Totally. Really easily. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do know what you're saying. I know, I know what you mean. Like it's suddenly a lot more accessible. And like yeah. the fact is Gimlet Media is their headquarters are like a mile away from my house. Oh, is it? I could probably just like walk there. So you can totally change everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, they they've just moved to uh, I believe they've just moved to Goanas. Oh, do you live close to Goanas? Yeah, I could walk there in an hour. Oh, and perhaps less. If you've not heard the Zardulu episode of Reply All, yeah, take 30 minutes. I think you'll be glad you did. Um I've been listening to some more things as well. The Creative Coding Podcast is a show that I think, Sam, you would quite like. Creative Coding. Two British guys, uh, Seb Lee Delisle and Ian Lobb. Are those real names? They are real names. They are real British names. They were like Flash programmers. 
that's their kind of background and now mm-hmm. they've moved into more games programming and then Seb does a lot of art installations yeah. and stuff like that so um, yeah I think they've been doing this show on and off for like four or five years and I listen awesome. to it quite a lot maybe like a, back when I was in England so I guess that must have been three years ago um, yeah. and they've just come back from like a year hiatus and started up like in february the sh- episode i listened to was the most recent one uh the cannibal game yeah so they talked to adam atomic yep sussman who he's probably a person that i follow and admire like i even i've heard of cannibal yeah it was a popular ios game when it came out on the ios yeah which but... it seems like not that long ago but it was like 2009 mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy so it's really yeah it's interesting to hear how that came about and then also the how he dealt with like this was a huge like this, this was the first thing he did that was successful and then he right. had this huge amount of success off it and how you know how you struggle with what happens next and what do you totally. do next and like yeah and he's a huge name in like the indie gaming scene now but he also worked on something you've mentioned before like crazy fishing ridiculous fishing ridiculous fishing stupid yeah. fishing yeah uh who's in that so yes yeah, so suddenly it's like oh, i was connecting the dots like oh sam's talked about this aha uh-huh. He's kind of talking about what games he likes now and how he sees the game, the future of mobile gaming or casual gaming, um, and some of like the design aesthetics and where he sees that going. Yep. Uh, yeah, super interesting. Sam, you should listen to this. I will. This is amazing. Thank you. Thanks for the recommendation. Yeah, he's working on a new game now called, um, I think it's like Overland or something like that. Overland with like this really cool, distinctive look. Um, it's really nice. Yeah, been looking forward to it. Definitely check it out. Yeah, thanks for the recommendation. Just going to do a little bit of updates in the wrong section, but have you been <laughs> playing Black Box? Uh, no, I have not. At all? At all. Have you? Yeah, I have. Ah. It's very clever. <clears throat> Perhaps almost right. too clever sometimes. You did ask, where did I hear about it? Mm-hmm. And this is where my second podcast of the week comes in, and that is a show called The Rebound. Surprisingly hard to Google for something called The Rebound, especially when you spell it Rebond. I just spelled it Rebound. <laughs> if you want to listen to a podcast about Apple tech news, you can pretty much just throw a dart out of the window and you'll find a podcast about Apple tech news, if that was <laughs> how you found podcasts. This is probably the most entertaining one that I found. They cover the Apple news, but it's also entertaining and it's kind of pretty funny. There's a fairly good rapport between the three hosts. Pretty short and sweet. It's usually like 30, 40 minutes. It's usually a good listen. And you sometimes get good recommendations such as uh, Black Box. So that is uh, another show perhaps you want to check out. It's probably interesting because Apple did have an event this week, so they actually have something to talk about. Right. (laughs) Which has been a bit of a struggle over Christmas and stuff. Yeah, I would imagine that it's still a bit of a struggle, even especially after the latest uh, update. I'm going to do a little follow-on recommendation from that. There's another show. It's pretty much like a sister show to The Rebound called... Turning this car around, which is a a podcast about fatherhood, and that is with two of the same people, so Lex Friedman and John Maltz. <laughs> but then there's also John Armstrong as well, and they've got yeah, they just talk about their experiences of. I mean, it's there's also a lot of because they're all tech nerds as well, so there's a lot of tech in there as well. So it's right. like a tech fatherhood show. Huh, um, interesting. Which is interesting enough. That I will listen to it, even though I'm not a father. <laughs> so it's it is it is very interesting. Um, the most recent one, 
Yeah, there's this very weird thing, like, how do you talk to your daughter about having about having her first period and stuff like this? Like, oh, it's wow. really interesting. Like, I think their kids are probably, if I'm talking specifically as a recommendation to you, like, I think their kids are a little bit older, perhaps in, I don't know, they're like six, seven, perhaps or kind of going into uh, high school and stuff. So uh, perhaps not directly applicable, but still, uh, still interesting. So there you go, Sam. And this is all about you, really. I'm just giving you a whole bunch of show recommendations this yeah, week. Yeah, these all sound just perfect for me. Um, do you do any listening for yourself? Uh, no, no, I just listen for other people. <laughs> yeah, I was just too busy listening to our recommended reading for next week um, that I didn't get a chance to listen to any podcast. And then finally, Alice Isn't Dead. Episode two came out this week. Episode two is out. Yeah, I do need to catch up with that. We Maybe we can talk about it next time. Uh, equally great production I think they did a better job this time around like there mm. is a little there's like a a cold open of the actual show and then you get into the audible ad so it's nice I think there may be square space this time but right. I think they did a slightly better job of rolling you into it without having a jarring ad straight up although the yeah. ad is still a little jarring but yep. perhaps they fixed it now but when I downloaded it it said the episode was 38 minutes long yep. but it was actually only 20 and then had 12 minutes of silence at the uh. end so they may have fixed that so don't be put off if you see it's like uh, <clears throat> a longer episode it's yep. not actually that long because I was, I was listening to it and it got to 20 minutes and then it got to like the musical outro and there's still <laughs> 12 or like still 12 minutes left and I'm like what? what? <laughs> the fuck is going on? It's like this is a little self-indulgent. <laughs> there was just some uh, some snafu when they uploaded it, and it was a small gotcha. silence. Luckily, it does say smart. it's twenty-two minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. In that case, okay. On our awesome. favorite app. Bleak. Yes. And also, the smart speed has made that twelve minutes of silence vanish nicely. Oh wow! Quick note on up on Overcast since we haven't talked about it for like two shows. Yeah. Uh, Overcast two point five came out. And if Dang. you are if you are a patron and and pay for it, you get a dark theme, which I have been rocking. I have. I don't know how I feel about it. I quite like it. I do like it. Um, mm. Yeah. I also want to talk about another thing, which I can save for later. But I do like the dark theme. I also like the the new font that it's using. Yes, I think it goes San Francisco. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It does look quite nice with our artwork. I must say. Yeah, I'll maybe leave a I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. Um, did you want to do a quick uh, ninja of the week? Oh, oh see, this is why the episode ended <laughs> on a downer. <laughs> uh, but you know, when that day comes, well, that'd be so sweet, and it is triumphant. Yes, uh, it will be a good day. Yeah. Today is <laughs> not a good day. Oh. <laughs> When I look at Ninja Number Seven, it almost feels like I can see your efforts and concentration levels waning as you go down the page. <laughs> it's actually not so. Okay, <laughs> that was a, I didn't mean, didn't mean that to be unfair. <clears throat> no, no, no. But I, I can totally see that because of the the watercolor blob and <laughs> <laughs> the bottom, which right? Is, which shouldn't be indicative of the the effort that I put into it. <laughs> um. So this is a twenty five minute total sketch. Okay. Um, of Sweet. how I'm trying to do like a full body pose, but the I think the interesting thing here that I tried to do was um, normally when you do like a character design or a costume design for a character, they set it up in a more simplish pose. Mm-hmm. 
right? And then they designed the costume around it. So what I did do is I did record um, that process of how I sketched out a figure first and then drew the costume around it just to see, just to show you like what I went through. But I'm neither happy with the proportions of the body, um, the line work that I did, because I think the more you're skilled with drawing, the, the, the finer the lines are without it really feathering, right? During the inking process. All these are all words I know. <laughs> yeah the more skilled you are like the more you can do it in, in like one swoop and it'll be like um the the contour of an arm and I obviously don't have that skill yet and building the muscles for that um so that's a struggle and that's why it looks like sort of hairy and feathery around the edges yeah just generally like proportions are not right it's funny i wouldn't notice that until you pointed out and then i perhaps go oh yeah maybe yeah <laughs> yeah like his arms are just a little too long right i mean even if i did draw it stylized like it doesn't look like i drew it stylized mm. you know what i mean like there are things artists would usually do if they meant for the arms to be longer to have it actually accentuate that the arms are actually longer but nice i mean my favorite part of this i think is always your lettering around the outside like the j the j and the a on the ninja is very pleasing to me hmm I see. So that's what you meant. I thought you meant my the little quote that the ninja is saying. <laughs> oh, well, that's also nice as well. <laughs> yep. So progress, I guess. And only on seven out of 100. So lots more to go. I was going to ask you how you're getting on with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Good. Um, I had to stop because of Daredevil. <laughs> Too many Marvel TV shows to watch Too is the problem. Many, yeah, it's, they're all really good, though. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's a good problem to have. But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been really good. That's, that's what I need. I think that's what I need to hear. <laughs> yeah, I... Because we're do... now three episodes in f- to the second half of the season. That's right. That's right, yeah. In fact, I haven't gone to the half point, half point yet. I am two-thirds of a way through an episode right now. <laughs> I had to pause and then run into the closet. And I will now run out of the closet and press unpause. <laughs> What was the last thing you heard? Uh, And was it being hilarious? No.